Could the Denver Broncos announce their next head coach this week? We take a look at some of the top candidates that have been put out there at the organization. Is very interested, not to mention, we go through and we talk about some potential defensive coordinators for this Broncos team, even after the head coach is announced in-house and out of market. And has the Broncos fans' perspective changed on Green Bay Packers quarterback Aaron Rodgers after a divisional playoff loss? We talk about that and much more on today's brand new episode, Locked on Broncos. You are Locked On Broncos, your daily Denver Broncos podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's up, Broncos country? Welcome back into a brand new episode, Lockdown Broncos, your daily Denver Broncos podcast here on the Lockdown NFL Network, your team every day. From the South Stands to the end zone, I'm your host as always, Cody Rourke, joined alongside by my co-host, Sarah Bettinger. Both of us, we cover the Denver Broncos for the Lockdown Network and Nine News. Thank you, Broncos country, once again for making Lockdown Broncos your first listen of the day every single day. You can get this podcast free and available everywhere you listen to your podcast. You can also watch us here on YouTube. Hit that subscribe button. Turn on notifications so you never miss out on all the action. Sarah, my friend, look, I, I think Twitter, the NFL world right now, just it's chaos. It's chaos all across the board. And as a time that we're sitting down and we're recording this actual podcast, the Sunday games have yet to be played, right? We're just about an hour away from the Tampa Bay Buccaneers LA Rams. So we're talking about everything from Saturday in a Broncos perspective, preparing us here for Monday here. Dude, what a wild weekend. I uh, There's some things we're going to vent about, be frustrated about, and be open about here with Broncos country today. I can't wait to do it. I can't wait either, Cody. You know what? I think obviously we're progressing towards some answers, right? It seems like we're getting really close to the Broncos, maybe hiring a head coach, and now Aaron Rodgers is out of the playoffs. So can we start to get that ball rolling? I remember, again, I'm going to point this out. Last year, I'm not saying this is going to be the exact same timeline, but last year Matthew Stafford was traded to the L.A. Rams on January 30, people. So uh, I'm just saying those things can come together. We know Rodgers wants to take some time. But, man, you're right, Cody. All craziness across the board on Saturday, <laughs> just, just insanity from the games – to the reaction and the conversation on Twitter, everything was pretty incredible to just kind of witness and behold. I'll admit, I got into you know, I, I got deep into the mentions a little bit. I got, I, I just decided I was gonna, you know what, I'm gonna die on this hill tonight. So I, I was up late just arguing about stuff. But you know what? Sometimes you just gotta do that on Twitter. You just gotta, you just gotta say what you want to say and say what needs to be said. Absolutely. Well, let's get into the news here. We'll talk about, obviously, Twitter. We'll talk about Aaron Rodgers and that whole situation a little bit here. But starting things off, could this be the week, Sarah, that the Denver Broncos announced their next head coach? And the reason I say this week, right? I mean, the Broncos aren't in a rush. And we saw a little bit of a sneak peek from the Broncos social media feed on the behind the Broncos, the coaching search. And if you haven't seen that teaser, go to their social media, at Broncos, check it out. Great insight. George Payton gives a lot of information as to what they're looking for. Now, we don't know who the candidate is just yet, but it's kind of ironed out in terms of some finalists, some of the top perceived guys, and that's going to be Dan Quinn, Nathaniel Hackett, and Jonathan Gannon have emerged as the three guys that people are talking about and obviously other reporters are talking about as maybe being the potential favorites. And when you look at all these candidates there, their teams, they are out of the playoffs. Jonathan Gannon's out. He was out last week. Nathaniel Hackett is now out. And then obviously Dan Quinn's been out as well. Do you think this is going to be the week we hear an announcement? Because I do remember Mike Kliss a couple weeks ago said, hey, the Broncos are eyeing the timeline of January 24th through the 28th for their announcement. This could be it. 
I think I think we will get an announcement this week, Cody. I really do. I, I feel like the Broncos kind of understand and know, hey, we need to move forward. You know, there's things are moving forward with or without us. Um, teams are going to start making their hires. I feel like, you know, there's just some some timing issues with other teams around the league, right, has kind of caused a little bit of a delay in this. Whereas like January 23, January 24, typically by this time of year, a lot of teams have already hired coaches in place of the guys that they fired. Whereas this past week, I mean, as of, you know, mid to late in the week, we're still talking about teams like the Giants, you know, firing their coach and, and still just kind of getting the ball rolling with their GM search and, and finalizing that. There's teams without general managers. And if there's teams without general managers, when are they going to start their head coach searches? Some of them are doing it at the same time. So it's all kind of in the balance right now. But I feel like the Broncos know where they're at. I feel like they, they're ready to move forward. I'll be, I'll be, I would be surprised if they were going to wait for a guy like Brian Callahan with the Cincinnati Bengals at this point, based on what we've heard in that top three list. You know, that's what Benjamin Albright had tweeted out. So if it does feel like that's the way things are trending. And I'd be, I, I mean, Jonathan Gannon is an interesting name on that list, Cody. That's a really, really, uh, I think going into this process, people would have said that's really the dark horse. So I don't know. I mean, do you trust George Payton with that? Do you trust George Payton with a guy like Jonathan Gannon, uh, who a lot of fans look at and they're like, well, bad defense with the Eagles last year. Well, he's young and mostly unproven. Vance Joseph 2.0, et cetera, et cetera. Where do you, where do you stand with George Payton on making a move like that? Well, you know, here's the deal too. And, I, and I've had this conversation with myself several times. And I actually appeared on a couple podcasts over the weekend to talk about my views on the coaching search. Look, I, a Broncos country, my biggest thing, I, once the head coach is announced, whoever it is, just hit that pause button on the instant reaction and just think about it. Like, what has George Payton done so far for all of us as media members or you as fans that has given us any reason to not trust maybe why he makes a decision? Every decision he has made so far, for the most part for Denver, has been for the betterment of the team. And you've seen those results, whether it be short-term or maybe even long-term. We'll see if that's the case. I hope Broncos fans trust that George Payton, based on what he's done so far, has earned enough room to gain your trust on who he hires as the team's next head coach. And obviously, once that hire is made official, we will see the full-on behind-the-scenes documentary on behind the Broncos as to why they made that decision and why they went with a certain candidate. I, I think that's where we're at right now, though, Sarah. I mean, this fan base is so split right now. Like, I want this guy. I want this guy. Whoever George Payton gets, I have complete 100% trust that it's going to be the right guy. Now, obviously, results will have to yield that over time. It may not be right away year one. could be next year. But ideally, you want to see that growth. You want to see that progress. And they said they really want a damn good football coach. That's, that's what they mentioned in the preview there. So that's kind of where it's at. And I hope Broncos country can kind of come to terms with that in terms of accepting where the Broncos are at with this coaching search, whoever it may be. We're talking about the top three that really in our head right now, Dan Quinn, Hackett, and going back to Gannon. I mean, what if there's some sort of like, oddball out of left field that just comes out of nowhere and all of a sudden it's just bam it's somebody else that's already been interviewed that's already out of the process you mentioned guys like brian callahan well obviously while we're recording this podcast we don't know if the la rams uh, have lost the game because they haven't played the tampa bay buccaneers while we're recording this game though but if they do maybe kevin o'connell could be maybe one of those surprise guys out of nowhere i mean right now it's just all up in the air but broncos country one thing we do know we have a strong feeling we have a little bit of a hunch here that the broncos will announce their next head coach here this week as they prepare for 20 
2022. They prepare for the NFL free agency period, which could be very wild. And with, in particular, quarterback position and one guy that both Sarah Bettinger and myself are going to talk about in depth. Why has Broncos country's tune changed on Aaron Rodgers after a playoff loss? We debate, we vent, and we share our thoughts coming up here in just a moment. But before we do that, let me tell you about the sponsor. Today's episode, Lockdown Broncos, that's our good friends over there at Bill Bar. And ladies and gentlemen, as we approach 2022, as we enter almost month number two, ladies and gentlemen, we're close to February here. Bill Bar wants to help you with your New Year's resolution. If that's to be healthy, then they have a protein bar that is delicious for you. It's covered in 100% milk chocolate, but it's also healthy for you. It gives you extra fuel that you need. Bill Bar is my absolute go-to. It's Sarah Bettinger's go-to as well. And at built.com they have nine amazing delicious flavors including the occasional limited time flavor that you can check out at built.com get yourself some churro puff built bars today by going to built.com checking it out like i mentioned extra fuel well guess what ladies and gentlemen they have 17 grams of protein 130 calories and only four grams of sugar so i'd like you and your family to go find a flavor or box that you like go to built.com go to checkout and once you go to checkout enter promo code lock 15 that's going to get you 15 percent off your next order at built.com once again promo code lock 15 gets you 15% off at built.com. All right, Sarah, as we jump into the second half action on today's episode, Lockdown Broncos. Broncos country, once again, just want to say thank you so much for making Lockdown Broncos your first listen of the day. Both Sarah Bettinger and myself, we appreciate your perspectives, your opinions here. Always keep it respectful, and we're always going to have a great time interacting with the fan base here in Denver, supporting the Denver Broncos. But with that said, Sarah, I, I want to get real here for a moment because this was something that really kind of stood out to me after the Green Bay Packers lost Late in that game against the San Francisco 49ers, all of a sudden, everybody talking about, yes, we want Aaron Rodgers. The Broncos would be so great to have Aaron Rodgers. I've seen people who have tweeted that in the last week and a half, all of a sudden, shift their perspective. We don't want Aaron Rodgers anywhere near the Denver Broncos if he is available. We don't want that move to happen. And my question that I ask Sarah is, what has changed? And I think that we, as people, just human behavior in general, get so caught up in the most recent result, right? That's why they call it recency bias, that all of a sudden we allow that to cloud our judgment. Here's the deal. Aaron Rodgers against the 49ers, he didn't lose them that game. He went 20 of 29, and he did everything that he could. But you want to know what happened in that game? He got sacked five times because he was going against Eric Armstead and Nick Bosa with a banged-up offensive line. They lost A.J. Dillon to an injury. He never returned there. And Aaron Jones, despite that, had nine catches and over 100 yards receiving out of the backfield. Ridiculous right there. And you know what? Yes, he did miss uh, You know, uh, Marquez Valdez-Scantlin coming across the middle late on that fourth quarter. He heaved it up into double coverage with Devontae Adams. But you know what? You're going to a guy that you trust. What did Aaron Rodgers do that all of a sudden changed people's perspectives that, oh, I don't want this guy on this team because he's not going to be good enough. Aaron Rodgers, Sarah, his worst year ever would be 10 times better than anything that the Broncos quarterbacks have had in the last seven years. Am I wrong? But I just like, this is the thing I'm looking at. I'm just frustrated with how how easy it is to flip perspectives after like a, a loss. And that's really, I think, where football and fandom, the emotional side of it is, I wonder if Broncos country is going to come around to it. But if he's available, man, it's like a no-brainer. You take Aaron Rodgers. You do. You absolutely take Aaron Rodgers. Look, the the thing that I'm getting from people is that barring Aaron Rodgers winning the Super Bowl this year, he wouldn't have been a worthwhile acquisition for the Denver Broncos, apparently. I mean, it seems to me like people are saying, well, he's you know he lost at Lambeau. He lost at home. He's, he's consistently done this in the playoffs for the last 10 years. And to me, I'm thinking like, man – 
I would I would do a lot to go lose in the playoffs right now. I'd love it. Yeah. I'd love to. I'd love to be in the playoffs. You know, I'm not saying I want the Broncos to lose, but what I'm saying is to be in the playoffs. And I was trying to explain this to somebody who didn't want to hear it on Twitter last night. Aaron Rodgers is an automatic ticket to the dance. Okay, and if you get to the dance in the NFL. Anything can happen. We're seeing the 49ers live that out right now. Uh, Unfortunately for Aaron Rodgers at his team's expense. However, you get a player like Aaron Rodgers in your building. What happens, Cody? Everyone gets better. Everybody across the board. I've talked about this a number of times before. There's certain players at the quarterback position who are part of the harbor of boats that get raised by the tide. Teddy Bridgewater being a primary example. What what is what do I mean by that? What I mean by that is that Teddy Bridgewater needs everything to go right in order to look good, in order to raise with the tide. Aaron Rodgers is the tide. He raises the boats. He does <laughs> he makes everybody better. Aaron Rodgers would make Jerry Judy a Pro Bowl player, Cortland Sutton, Noah Fant, Javante Williams. I mean, all these guys are would I say are going to like it's going to happen. We'd have no idea. But <laughs> yeah. If it did happen, that's what would happen, you know. And I and and just to 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 your point, Cody, this is the most frustrating thing. People think that they can go on Twitter opinions about a guy based on one game or based on well, you know, I don't like him because of his vaccination stance or status or whatever, which is also ridiculous. This is a football team, and this is a football move. If we if we want to talk about you know splitting hairs with with a guy like Deshaun Watson and talking about his off-field stuff, that's a completely different story. And Aaron Rodgers' thing is completely different than that, right? I think we would all agree that Aaron Rodgers' situation is way different than a guy like Deshaun Watson. So why are we talking about Aaron Rodgers and, and the personality? You can't get past the personality. You can't get past the way that he's the, – the guy's being honest for the first time in his you know 15 years or 16 years or whatever it is in the NFL at this point. And he's being honest for the first time, and people are like, ah, I don't like it. Not for me. Uh, let's pass. Let's pass on that. Move on. Rather have somebody else. I mean, it, you you make a very interesting point there because that's the that's the change that we see, right? Like, here's the deal, folks. In that locker room, in any NFL locker room, you know what the players care about the most? Can you help me win games? That's it. That's the bottom line. What's the goal in the NFL? And, and look, I, I see Broncos country. There are some fans that make the point like, well, we're just going to be in the same situation we are now here in just a few years. Really? Like, So ask, let me ask you this question, right? I feel like there are most, most teams in the NFL that have never won a Super Bowl in their entire existence would trade that type of moment just to be able to have a taste at one, right? So for the Denver Broncos, who have appeared in almost as many Super Bowls as many, you know, as most teams in the NFL have, like for them, they're at a very top-notch stature alongside the New England Patriots. And also we talk about teams like the San Francisco 49ers, the Pittsburgh Steelers. Denver's appearances in the Super Bowl are well-documented. And to be able to win three of those speaks volumes. Now you're telling me Broncos country if you had a chance, if Aaron Rodgers was the one guy that could lead your organization and elevate everybody else, like Sarah was saying, to a chance to win a Super Bowl, let's say he has three years. Let's say you appear in two Super Bowls. You win one. Wouldn't you take that as a fan? Wouldn't you take the joy of being able to experience a Super Bowl parade like we all got to do just literally seven years ago for this Broncos organization? I think you would. But here's the deal where the Broncos went wrong in that whole regard to what happened with Peyton Manning. They had a thought and they had believed, and this is John Elway's belief, was that Brock Osweiler was going to be the guy. Brock Osweiler got rubbed the wrong way by how the Broncos approached Peyton Manning's returning from injury in Week 17 
team and the playoffs that he had sour grapes to which this day he always says on record in hindsight i wish i never listened to my agent and i wish i would have picked up the phone from John Elway. That's exactly what Brock Osweiler had said. Now, was Brock Osweiler going to be the future of the organization? We have no clue. Not one clue, right? However, I imagine that George Payton, yes, you know what? Hey, let's say it takes three first-round picks to get Aaron Rodgers. or It's going to take the same exact amount to get Russell Wilson, by the way, ladies and gentlemen, too. So let's say for splitting hairs, let's talk about both prospects here. If you're going to have a chance to win with these guys – you're going to be okay because you're going to have them for more than three years. You're going to have them three to four years. So, yes, maybe in the first three years of the existence of having that quarterback, you're not going to have first-round draft picks. Oh, well, you're going to live with that. However, afterwards, you're going to get that because you can't trade, ideally, any first-round picks past three years. I believe that you can only trade within a three-year span here. That That's where the Broncos are at. I mean, everyone's like, well, who knows if it's going to work out? That's the business part. That's the risk about the NFL. You take risk because you believe it gives you a chance to win games. George Payton, like he said, we're going to be in on every deal. We're going to be aggressive, but we're not going to be reckless. And if Aaron Rodgers, in George Payton's mind, is the best chance to elevate this team, and Aaron Rodgers was very like open about, I don't know if I'm going to be back in Green Bay, not to mention we're going to be $44 million over the cap. Denver has everything that they need to work out a trade to be able to do that. So, I mean, it's something to keep an eye on there. But I would take Aaron Rodgers' worst year over what we've seen in the last six to seven years in Broncos country, sir. So, those are my firm thoughts on the subject matter. Broncos country, please share your perspectives with us down below in the YouTube comment section. Or you can tweet us on Twitter, at Cody York NFL, at Sarah Bettinger. We always like the discussion. That's the thing. Like, even if we agree or disagree, Broncos country, always keep it respectful. That's the number one thing in rule. Like, Broncos country, we can always agree or disagree on something. But let's have civil discussions. That's the thing I think that is so, like, frustrating as a media member, Sarah is that we constantly get like toxicity like in certain discussions, and it doesn't have to be that way. We like talking with you, Broncos country, so let's keep it civil. Let's interact. Do you agree? Do you disagree? Let us know in the YouTube comment section down below. But Broncos country, coming up here in just a moment, we're going to take a look at the potential defensive corners that the Broncos could look at even after they hire their head coach, whoever it may be. We're going to look at some in-house options. We're also going to look at an intriguing outside option that just became available this week. You get that coming up here in just a moment. But before we do that, ladies and gentlemen, let me tell you, Broncos country, about the sponsor today's episode lockdown broncos it's a good friends over there at the get upside app it's an incredible app where everyone who buys gas you need to know about it it's the get upside app and my listeners lockdown broncos are making up to 25 cents for every gallon of gas every single time that they fill up all you got to do just download the free get upside app in the app store or google play right now and use promo code touchdown and you can get a bonus 25 cents per gallon on your first fill up that's up to 50 cents cash back don't pay full price at the gas pump ever again and get cash back using get upside and once again just download the app for free and use promo code touchdown to get up to 50 cents per gallon cash back on your first tank fill up here today some people who drive a lot they're making up to as much as 200 to 300 dollars per month depending on how much they they drive using the get upside app and it's easy to cash out ladies and gentlemen the Points hit your account instantly, and you can cash out by connecting your bank account, PayPal, or an e-gift card brand like Amazon and other brands. Just download the free GetUpside app today. Use promo code TOUCHDOWN to get up to 50 cents per gallon cash back on your first tank. That's code TOUCHDOWN today. All right, Sarah Hayes, we jump into the fourth quarter action on today's episode. Lockdown Broncos were eagerly awaiting alongside Broncos country some potential head coaching news here this week. We have a hunch. We have a feeling it is going to happen. But last week we had talked about some potential offensive coordinator prospects for the Broncos once the head coach is hired. I felt like we got to flip the script a little bit, and we also have to take a look at some potential defensive coordinators. Now, for me, I think that when we go through and we look at a long list of coaches, I mean, we could look at some of these head coaches and maybe some of the guys, like whoever the head coach will be, people that they've worked with, 
But there's also an intriguing element as well that the Broncos may keep some in-house staff. And there's also a very intriguing former Denver Broncos employee who just got recently mutually parted ways with his organization that could be available. Who's one of the names that we should take a look at here first, Sarah? Well, Cody, uh, if people will remember way back to the Christmas time episode that we did, I think one of the intriguing names that we both thought of, you know, in our show notes was Christian Parker, an in-house candidate who is going to be able to run that Fangio defense for you. Not to mention, I feel like if you hire uh, one of these Packer guys, potentially, or maybe both Packer guys, they might be more inclined to go with somebody like Christian Parker. Hey, they kind of know him, you know, they, they know him from their days in Green Bay. They, they agree he's considered an up-and-coming guy. You know, maybe that's kind of the the formula for success there. And Christian Parker, having now spent a year with Vic Fangio, I feel like that's really beneficial. You see a lot of teams trying to not necessarily duplicate, but at least replicate that Vic Fangio defense with the too-high system and, and all that different type of stuff that Fangio likes to do. You keep some continuity there, obviously, and you get a, an up-and-coming coach, you know, in, in your ranks, somebody that can really really rise along with you again the tide that that raises with you know Aaron Rodgers somebody like that you know everybody looks good right so I like Christian Parker as an option Cody honestly as an in-house candidate but I know he's not the only one that was a holdover from Vic Fangio's staff that could be an option as well and now we want to look at veteran presence Ed Donatel who's obviously been on the Broncos staff prior has been part of Super Bowl winning teams he's got a lot of experience and he just recently interviewed with the Seattle Seahawks for their defensive coordinator job here but Ed Donatel could also be an in-house candidate and the reason why look I think for whoever the next head coach is if you're also George Payton and I wonder if these conversations have had been you know been had during interviews have you had the conversation we want to preserve the defensive scheme you and I had talked about the possibility like what if the Broncos bring in a guy and he wants to change from a 3-4 to a 4-3 he wants to change the scheme when we know that the 3-4 has been really good for the Denver Broncos and their defense the last couple of years with the talent and the personnel that they do have I think it poses an interesting question maybe on how to look at things here so I think that we're seeing NFL defenses transition to this I imagine and my hope and my expectation you want to try to preserve that, right? So how do you do that? Well, you know what? Even though the Vic Fangio is gone and his defense is gone, you have somebody in Ed Donatel who knows how to run this defense from literally top to bottom, understands personnel, and is great at coaching. I mean, Sarah, the times I've been at training camp to watch him, he is a great teacher, but not to mention he has the attention of every player in that locker room on the defensive side of the ball. They love Ed Donatel. And when he was down with COVID last year, they were worried sick. I mean, you had guys going to visit him all the time. Like, they were worried sick about him. They love and they care about Donatel but you know you had to mention I don't think the Broncos could go wrong with two of these in-house candidates with Christian Parker everyone's like oh my goodness remember when Brandon Staley got hired as the Chargers head coach we had this guy on our staff and he's all of a sudden a head coach now and he, he went and he had the number one defense in LA the year prior how come we didn't do see this guy well now you have a guy that is literally considered amongst NFL cons- uh, executives there that they believe that Christian Parker could be an up-and-coming rising young coach that could be a really good star power coordinator in the next couple of years you have a chance to maybe look at a guy in-house there now sarah i kind of want to throw it back to you friday with some interesting news one uh one former broncos coach suddenly became available and he's actually coached a really good defense this year and that's a that's wink martindale formerly of the baltimore ravens 
Yeah, and it makes you wonder what is going on there. What's the situation there? It was pitched as a mutual parting of ways, which we all know there's layers to those kind of reports. And so you you do wonder what's what's the deal there. But I know Martindale has been in Denver before. You know, he's been part of this coaching staff with the Broncos in the past. So would he consider doing it again? I, I think if I'm if my memory serves me right, Cody, I feel like he was on the staff even back in the Josh McDaniels times. So He's been around for a long time, and he's seen a lot. And obviously, you know, he he coached a, another former Bronco in Baltimore, Derek Wolf. So, I mean, he, the ties are all there, right? So he would be an intriguing option, though, because you know what Baltimore does better than almost any team in the league? I mean, they develop players, which is yeah. awesome to see, especially defensively. You, you those That's one of those teams where you can just throw somebody out there off the edge and they're going to get a big money free agent contract in four or five years because the Ravens, they don't necessarily keep everybody, uh, but they don't overpay either. So they let yeah. these guys like Matthew Judon and, and others get to Zadarius Smith. They get to free agency and they're like, all right, go go ahead. We'll just keep cranking out guys. And here they are. You know, you, you see Zadarius Smith tearing it up for the Packers and you see Matt Judon playing great for the Patriots and the Ravens aren't hurting at all. They got Odafe Owe coming off the edge now. And it's just crazy. (laughs) They just keep on cranking these guys out. And by the way, he's a great example with Wink Martindale being a linebackers guy. Owe is a player that came into the league with very, very little, you know, refinement to his game. A lot of physical traits, not a lot of refinement to his game. He played at times like a defensive rookie of the year type of player, a pass rusher off the edge. So I like that option, Cody. I like that you included him in the notes. I think he's intriguing. Well, not to mention, too, he dealt with injuries as well. I mean, the Ravens are one of the most injury-riddled teams in the NFL this past season, but they lost Marlon Humphrey. They lost Marcus Peters right before everything had, like, the major part of the season, and they were dealing with various different injuries to the secondary and also at linebacker. I mean, they I believe they lost uh, LJ Fort right before the season with the torn ACL, the guy that's supposed to start opposite of Patrick Queen. I mean, the injuries that these guys dealt with, I mean, Sarah, it was brutal for them this season. And I think for Week Martindale – I mean, what we've seen him do, and everyone's like, oh, I don't like that he runs some cover zero. You know what? His his blitz pressures get home, and you have also, you know, some guys, like if you're in a shootout, maybe like in the last, like if you're in a 60-minute or, you know, let's say you get into overtime like we saw against the Raiders, and you run cover zero against, you know, a spread them out speed pick type offense like the Las Vegas Raiders. I mean, yeah, obviously there's going to be some gripes there, but you have to be aggressive. And, and look, we've seen aggressiveness pays off, pay off for defensive coordinators various times throughout this season, and especially in the playoffs as well. I, I think Week Martindale maybe would be an intriguing option. And, you know, the, I think part of me always wishes to, because he's open to coming back. I mean, he wants a coaching job, and how Broncos country would be excited. Wade Phillips, why not call Wade Phillips up again and say, hey, Wade, do you want to be part of the Broncos organization? We didn't get this right with you, you know, after Gary Kubiak stepped away, but we'd like you to be part of it. I'd be happy with that regardless. So Wink Martindale, Ed Donatel, Christian Parker, or even a Wade Phillips, like those four guys there, I would be super happy with. I think Broncos country would be happy too, but, you know, that's just me speculating. Broncos country, would you be happy with any of these guys as the next potential defensive coordinator for the Denver Broncos? We'll take a look at that. We'll analyze all the options here this week. And obviously, if there is an emergency podcast that comes up due to the fact that the Broncos hired their next head coach. You know, it's Sarah Benninger and I. We got you covered here on the Lockdown Broncos podcast. Thank you so much for making Lockdown Broncos your first listen of the day every single day. Broncos country, appreciate you. We'll see you tomorrow for a brand new episode of the show.